We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You are listening to KC Sports Network, the number one podcast network for today's Kansas City sports fans. With former players from your favorite teams, informed perspectives, and former insiders, this is the place for you. KC Sports Network is proudly presented by Emprise Bank, your partner in possible. Welcome into another Three Maw Pod. First, let's start with the bad news. It's just me hosting today, but the good news is I'm joined by someone I consider to be the best college football analyst in the sport. And Brock Heward, who, along with Jason Benetti, called the K-State-Oklahoma State game on Fox on Saturday and will once again be on the call this Saturday as the Wildcats take on Texas at 6 p.m. on Fox Sports 1. Brock, first and foremost, I know you've got your own radio show in Seattle. I know you're traveling, getting ready for games each week and have a crazy schedule. So I just want to start off by thanking you for, for graciously jumping on and spending some time with us. Well, you got it. We were chatting just before we, we started about how K-State's one of the one of the jewels for, for me and for our crew to get to. It's not the easiest place in college football, and I know you all hear that and probably get tired of hearing that. Uh, but I tell people all the time, and I said it to you just a few moments ago, like once you get there, it's well worth it. And the games have been phenomenal. And I think the, the K-State folks hope the third time continues to be the charm. It was Oklahoma first. It was Oklahoma State second. And now... And we'll see. It, it may be on Fox. I don't know if you know that or not. It's yeah. all dependent on the World Series. So if the World Series ends, then it will be on Big Fox Saturday night, which will be just a blast, too. Well, I know K-State th- fans probably think you and Jason and Allison on the sideline are good luck charms. You've actually coincidentally called both K-State's wins against top mm-hmm. 10 teams and both times coming off losses. So uh, let's just start things off. What were some of your biggest takeaways from K-State's dominant win over Oklahoma State? How did they just completely dismantle the Cowboys in the way that they did? Yeah, well, we were just looking at the numbers. I don't know if you saw the ratings for the game. Um, I did. We, we get those every week. I mean, it was, it will, it will be the highest rated forty-eight nothing game in my life. I, I don't think I honestly. I mean, it, and I felt that way coming out of it. I never felt like the game lost steam or intrigue because this was just. It was so unexpected. It was inexplicable. Mike Gundy's teams never get shut out. They're never non-competitive. It never looks like that. And the fact that K-State did it, did it with their backup quarterback down, their middle linebacker down some players, and they just rallied and played, as Kleiman said in the locker room and post-game, like, that's it. That's the best game in four years, and there's the standard. And, yeah, it was rather inexplicable. I don't think any of us saw a 48 nothing. Anybody, anybody in that building that day that walked in 
thought, okay, well, you know, these are two similar teams. I've got friends on both staff, Jason McAdoo at, at Oklahoma State. I played with with the Seahawks, great guy. And I love picking his brain when I do Cowboys games. And he had the same thought I did. He's like, yep, two teams built very similar, recruit similar kids, train them, equip them, and develop them in similar ways. And yeah, probably be special teams or a big play here or there. And to see 48 nothing was quite a statement. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and I did see the ratings, Brock. That's incredible. That's probably a credit to you and Jason as well. Uh, like I said, I mean, you guys are such a great broadcast. I'll just tell you, Brock, my wife was at home, stuck at home watching uh, our twin girls. So she wasn't able to go to the game. And she was texting me during the game for the first time ever about the announcers <laughs> and how much she enjoyed the broadcast. So yeah. uh, I just have to tell you that as a, a shout out. You guys are terrific. Well, we do enjoy, and that that hopefully comes across. And I think you do see, sadly, crews at the highest of levels that you can just tell when they don't enjoy one another and they don't enjoy their team. It's no different than any team sport. You know, when I'm on an airplane and I'm studying and inevitably somebody looks at my board right that I've got in front of me and and they're like what are you are you a crazy coach a crazy gambler what what are you and you know and I'm a broadcaster you know and it leads to the inevitable we're like Ocean's Eleven right that's yeah. my that's my analogy we come in we do a job there's a crew of about 35 of us cameramen and women graphics producers truck truckers you know the whole operation that it takes and yeah, we go from one spot to another. And this week, that semi got to stay right there in Manhattan. So a little bit of a breather for for those guys. But when you have a crew that enjoys working and every oar is in the water together, and Jason is so fun and so witty, about as witty and fun a guy that I've ever worked with. I've worked, you mentioned Tessator and Joe Davis, so many talented people. But uh, but J Jason keeps me on my toes. He is hilarious, and uh, it's been a been a real treat this season. Yeah. Well, you were at OU for what I would say was one of Adrian Martinez's best games of his career, and really his coming out party as a Wildcat in the win against the Sooners. And you were also on the call for Will Howard's best game of his career Saturday against OSU. If you're Chris Kleiman and Colin Klein, what do you do going forward at quarterback? Do you go back to Martinez when he's fully healthy? Do you stick with Howard given what we've seen from him and the offense the last two games? What are your thoughts there? Well, that is a loaded question, right? In a lot of in a lot of different ways. Have they I know Chris had his presser today or yesterday. Did he I'm sure he was asked about it. Do you have he the was. latest and greatest? What was his he, sentiment? Still yeah, still undecided. Uh, he was asked several questions about it, said Adrian was getting closer to 100%, but was still up in the air if, you know, they would move forward with Will or Adrian. So it's, uh, yeah, it seems like they're, they're, you know, something that they're debating as well. Yeah, well, I will tell you this, that had, had we not had Allison on the sidelines doing her job, and she does it phenomenally well. Watching warmups, I would have gone up to that booth and said, Adrian Sarton. I mean, he did. He was with the number one center. He was taking number one reps. He didn't have a knee brace on. He was moving fluidly. He was throwing well. You know, I would have thought for sure on Saturday that was going to be Adrian's job. When I chatted with Colin, even on the field, terrific guy, become a friend as well. We have family, friends, and everything else. And he said, you know what? I really genuinely feel so good. I slept so good knowing that we'll be fine either way. And these guys are friends and they care about one another, which is also so unique. So that dynamic of those guys and their genuine true bond. And then on top of it, Will had a good week, all the reps, he was ready to go. Adrian had great warm up, and it was Adrian. It was Adrian's decision. They, they, I think point blank asked him, 
walking into the locker room up that tunnel. What do you think? And, and they needed 100%, not 90. Are you 90? Are you 80? Are you 90? Are you good? Nope. We need 100% or not. And he could not say, I'm 100%. Because you don't know with a hit. You don't know with game speed. You don't know once the live bullets are flying. So I understand maybe his hesitation too without a bevy of work and practice. But that will be the tell-all. Who gets the number ones this week? Right? Who gets the majority of the preparation will likely be the one starting Saturday. And if you're Chris Kleiman and Colin Klein, you tell no one. And you make sure that Sarkeesian and Pete Kwiatkowski have got a plan for a little more of a running threat with Adrian, a little more of a pocket guy with Will, um, a little bit more variation in the passing game with Will, a little bit more QB run, obviously, with Adrian. And, and that's a card they're going to keep in their back pocket, I am sure, until kickoff Saturday. Well, to that point, I mean, what differences have you noticed schematically from K-State when it's Adrian on the field versus Howard? And in your opinion, which quarterback is maybe more conducive for this offense when looking at the skill talent, how it's built, and what Colin mm -hmm. Klein wants to do? Well, tell me how the O-line is going to block and play, because I think that is probably the overriding, right, for either of them, for any quarterback. And those guys Saturday were absolute monsters. And they're going to have to be this Saturday. You know, I'll just tell you right off the bat, you know, I've had a day of film study, but Texas is the fastest, most talented team I've seen on tape. That's just tape. And obviously they've lost three games all by one possession, right? They gave it away in Stillwater. They were a corner blitz away from beating Alabama. And then the same thing at Tech and a back and forth and just couldn't stop them. I mean, it's easy to make the case that they – could should easily you know be with a, a one loss team and even undefeated team in the in the playoff discussion right now they have that kind of just twitch and explosion and speed and it will be a different animal than the wounded animal that k-state devoured uh, last saturday so you you know i didn't answer your last question very well so i'll try to give you all that uh, soliloquy and come back to your question of skill sets are different adrian is a artist uh, will is a blacksmith, you know, that that's their different in skill sets. Um, Adrian will have a third and 16 at Oklahoma and run. And all of a sudden that should never happen. You should never paint that picture. You shouldn't be able to break five tackles and get the most critical third down conversion in the fourth quarter in that game that Sooner fans were talking about on the rental car bus the next day. Will is going to have to throw it. And, and, and I, he processes a little quicker than Adrian. Right, he sees the game a little bit quicker in in the passing game in that capacity, but he equally, you know, missed a bunch of throws Saturday. You know, I was sitting there going, okay, he's going to break the school record. You know, there's there's a fifth touchdown pass to be had, and there were four or five just misses, not on touchdowns, but on plays, third downs that would have kept it alive. So it was not a perfect game, even though you know Rudy Howard got carried off on the shoulders. Uh, there there was more there in the tank even for him. But he's a processor. He's in the pocket. Malik, Cade, Phillip, those guys are maximized was he, when he's in there. But Deuce, the run game, the one-two punch, some O-line help with QB run, especially against a Texas front, could also be beneficial with Adrian. So once again, you kind of be twixt in between with what, what decision and what direction you want to go between those two. Well, I'm glad you mentioned the offensive line. I thought they were terrific in all facets of the game. Didn't allow a sack, one tackle for loss against an Oklahoma State defense that had came into the game seventh in the country, as you know, Brock, and, and mm -hmm. tackles for loss per game. So they they were tremendous. I, you know, between Adrian and Will Howard, you also have two of the better redemption stories in college yes. football, right? I mean, how cool is that 
and unique from your perspective? Yeah, it was the the Oklahoma game in particular because Will took a beating in town. Adrian took a beating nationally. Adrian was right there at the hip, Siamese twins with the str- on the struggle bus with Scott Frost, right? It was all of his turnovers and all of his struggles and never elevating that program and all of that weight on his shoulders. And you could just feel him, right? Pulling it like these guys do weight sleds. So for him, it was just cutting that cord. And even the loss with Tulane, where your coach very publicly just says, hey, man, cut it loose. You know, just play without fear. So there was a ton more you know, years and years and years and years of baggage of starts and starts and starts for Will, you know, yes, that locally, and I'm sure on social media in that market and, and in the student body, there were rough days. There, there were rough seasons of his life there, but he was never, uh, I think the redemption story on the national scale that Adrian was, but for his teammates that I'm sure had his back that knew he was thrown into the fire well before he was ready in every way physically, mentally, emotionally, skill set wise, accuracy wise, which is still a work in progress. But you could see the love that those dudes had for him, right? And the joy that they had for him uh, is one of theirs over the last three years in a pretty demanding program that asked a lot of those guys year round in their developmental process. And I think that too played into the the Rudy Ruger moment on the field. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, what do you think of the job Colin Klein's done with this K-State offense? You mentioned your friends with him as well, family connections. What do you make of his future in the coaching ranks? Who he is a he is a solid human man, right? He is just one that everybody that comes in contact is better for it. Uh, he was, I think, you, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but certainly some of the background I have on it was a was a driving force in Adrian's decision. Yep. You know, made the trip to Lincoln and and spent time with him and broke bread with him. And I think Adrian went, yeah, that's kind of human that, that I, if I'm going to in, you know, invest another year in college football and put my body in harm's way again and, and try to rally my career, he'd be a pretty neat guy to, 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 to journey in that process with he's grown from, from the Tulane game to today. I think I shared on the, on the broadcast, how, I said, hey, you still getting handwritten letters from from Coach Snyder? You know, because that's obviously Benables has talked about it this year, and and uh, he's like, no, mostly texts. You know, which is pretty hip of the uh, of the Regal Bill Snyder. You know, he's <laughs> he's got some new school to him, so he's texting. But he did say, yeah, after that Tulane game, there was a handwritten note on some maybe third down possibilities, some things concept wise with this personnel that you may want to consider. You know, not telling you how to do your job, but just as an ally and friend and mentor and confidant and everything else. So I loved calling Collins games. I remember I called his, was it a five overtime game with A&M? Four, four. Overtime, yeah, four, four overtime game yep. uh, with A&M. And he's just bloodied and beaten and just doesn't, doesn't matter. Get right back under center and wasn't the prettiest thrower, but holy cow, was he a winner. And you're starting to see that. And they needed that. I think the old line coach and his makeup, you know, pretty gruff and rough and tough guy. He needs a Colin Klein. That that offensive group needs a Colin Klein. That offensive personnel needs an needs a Colin Klein. And you're seeing them grow in comfort and 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 gain an experience, which is the most valuable valuable tool as a play caller. Couple more questions, Brock, and then I'm going to let you get out of here. I really appreciate your time. I mean, shifting gears a bit, K State's defense has now essentially held four of its eight opponents without a touchdown this season. 
What and who has stood out to you on that side of the football for the Wildcats? Yeah, Felix is off, jumps off the page, and the fact that he's battling some injury this season is it makes it even more remarkable. Um, just uh, uh, you know, he's one of those that you watch on film, and he looks like he's six seven two ninety, like JJ Watt, just swallowing everybody. And then you you see him on on the paper, and even in person, you're like, wow, wow, you play so. And he's a big man. Don't get me wrong, but he plays even bigger than any of what his numbers say. Uh, Eli Huggins makes it go. I mean, without him, I, they, they can't do what they do. Uh, him taking on consistently and beating consistently the point with two guys just in a massive game of Grizzly Bear versus Grizzly Bear, and he just doesn't relent. So, And, and, and then the two corners are just playing at such a high level. So kind of at every level, the, the, the linebackers are super sound. They don't hesitate. You know, I think we hit on that with Austin and yep. we'll see whether or not Daniel can come back. He was in a break glass in emergency Saturday. Maybe with another week, he he will be available, but they're buying into it. They they understand it. They're now a year and a half into it. Josh Hayes is another one that is just a critical chip at that field safety position to match up, to be able to play man-to-man coverage. Because you see where I think a lot of these three down schemes struggle is just when they have to play zone, right? We just don't have the speed to match up. So you see many of them, Iowa State, the first to do it, to go, you know what? We don't have four, four corners. We don't have four, four nickel. We don't have guys that can run with Texas and Oklahoma. So we got to do this, put an extra guy, play a lot of zone, tighten the windows. The advantage K-State has, and you you see it a little bit with TCU too, in that three down to be able to come down and play man and have two lurkers or have an extra spy or have an extra safety free because you love the way that Echo and Julius and Josh can all cover down. And uh, that's been, I think, one of the secret sauces as well. When you look at this Texas game, you, you touched on the defense of Texas, Brock, but but what about the offense? The I'll tell you, the running game, they've gashed K-State in the running game the last mm-hmm. three years, Roshan Johnson and Bijan Robinson. You mentioned Daniel Green. I, I think that's going to be key if he can give it a go on Saturday at the linebacker position. But but what do you view? Uh, what, what do you see in that Texas offense? Yeah, I see a bunch of NIL Lamborghini deals, and that's about <laughs> right. Like, they are, they are some Lamborghinis, right? And uh, – and, I think Sark does a masterful job and part of the challenge. And I look forward to talking to him tomorrow and Joe as well, that your D coordinator. And how do you, you know, they're, they're the one group. And I think Sark, and it's why Nick Saban was as enamored with him years ago and wanted him and, and thought he was one of the best and went on the record to say, and he's one of the best schemers in the game because I don't know. Are you a baseball guy at all? I am. Yep. I'm a Royals so, fan. You're yep. a Royals fan. So, you know, that pitching ninja site that they have yep. where, you know, they show the ball coming out of the delivery and there's two things coming out of the hand and the best of them, the Garrett Coles and Shohei's and a bunch of them, you know, that ball will be, I don't know, 10 feet, 20 feet to the plate and it's on the same line. And then all of a sudden fastball goes swoop, slider goes swoop or sinker or whatever it may be. And that's what Sark does. He makes plays look the same, and he puts those defenses in a bind. And it's not just RPO, right? It's their motion game and their run game and their play action game with Quinn, who just has a just a beautiful ball that he throws. Oh my gosh, just uh, that thing comes out of his hands so clean and just the tightest spiral. Um, but that's not the point here. The point back to Pitchy Ninja is he makes it on those safeties and linebackers really hard. Because these are the same two plays, the same two motions. And is it a run or is it play pass? 
is it is it a run or is it going to counter back? Is it a run or is a reverse coming off of it? And he stacks those plays in such a way that he makes it, man, it's really hard. So, you know, this is the advantage that they have, I think, with Josh, maybe more than a year ago with the confidence their corners are playing with. Obviously, the one receiver is lightning in a bottle and you do not want to leave him one on one. I don't think anybody in the country can cover him in a one on one situation uh, that being worthy because his speed is is that sick. But, uh, you know, the rest of it, they're going to have to play man and commit some extra people, as you said, to stop a run game that has just torn him apart the last couple of years. Well, Brock, hey, I appreciate how gracious you were with your time. I'm thrilled that we could make this work. I mean, everything I said about you and Jason on the broadcast, you probably saw on Twitter, K-State fans are thrilled you're on the call again uh, <laughs> this Saturday against Texas. Uh, you make it great, and so does Jason, obviously, and Allison's terrific on the sideline. We can tell how detail-oriented you guys are and how prepared you are. I love the football story that you uh, you caught onto yeah. and Allison reported <laughs> yeah. on and the roughed-up yeah. balls. I mean, that's just incredible reporting. So thank you so much. I appreciate it. I you hope got you it. safe travels to Manhattan and have a great call on Saturday. Well, let's hope the Wildcats on Saturday for you and your fan base play as well as you do, did today as a solo act. I mean, the fact that you did this all on your lonesome today without your team, <laughs> normal team around you, man, you, uh, you were terrific and you too do a great job as do so many of the people covering that, that team. And, you know, my daughter almost went to play basketball there. So Kansas state has a, a little special place, took a couple visits there an unofficial visit. And she was nearly a wildcat basketball player. So love that basketball staff as well. The fans there, the environment there, and we'll look forward to, to doing our job Saturday and which should be a very compelling game Saturday night. I thought I remembered that about your daughter. I was going to yep. ask. So uh, appreciate that. It should be an electric atmosphere and uh, look forward to having you on the call. All right. Thanks, okay. Brock. You got it. Have a great Thank one, you. pal. You too, Brock. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Well, as we said, really appreciate the time Brock Heward gave us there. We've been trying to make that work out, and uh, K-State fans are very fortunate to have had Brock 
on the call now for third game uh, this Big 12 season. So I know K-State fans are excited looking at Twitter mentions and uh, the replies of the tweet I had sent out when we found out Brock on Sunday night was going to be on the call this Saturday with Jason Benetti. So those guys are phenomenal uh, and thrilled we could bring Brock Heward to you guys on the Three Maw Pod. Uh, I forgot I wanted to give a shout out, as always, to our, our lead sponsor, 360 Vodka, Ben Holiday Bottled in Bond Bourbon. This is the perfect weekend to be drinking some Ben Holiday Bottled in Bond Bourbon, all right? We got a six o'clock kick, a night kick. It's going to be an electric atmosphere. Get your 360 Vodka. Get your Ben Holiday Bottled in Bond Bourbon. Let's make this thing rowdy on Saturday night. I know UK State fans will be able to handle your alcohol a lot better than TCU fans did when we were down in Fort Worth, so... I trust that uh, you guys will be good, but let's make this a raucous atmosphere. Get that Ben Ben Holiday bottled in Bond Bourbon. Get that 360 vodka. Bring it to your tailgate. Bring it to Manhattan uh, and enjoy it uh, as we should have a lot of fun on Saturday night against the Texas team and a huge matchup uh, to get to the Big 12 championship, really. And you know, guys know the significance of this matchup. If K-State wins this game, Everybody in the Big 12 has three losses except for Baylor, and we'll see what happens with Baylor against Oklahoma on Saturday if they lose that game. K-State could be at one loss with a two-game lead with a three-game stretch remaining. So huge game. Uh, Thanks to Brock Heward again. Uh, I know we didn't have our guys John and DY on this, but be on the lookout for uh, another podcast, our standard preview pod that will drop on Thursday in addition to this Brock Heward pod. Uh, For Cole Mambeck, well, for me – Thank you for listening to another Three Mob Pod.